Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's podcast on the GM Greenwood and Mulliner Show on NFTV. Um this week, uh Mr. Johnny JG is flying solo, sans Mulliner, due to a uh, last minute family emergency. So I apologize for my well, oh, you might prefer it, my lack of appearance this week. Um, but Johnny, who have you been speaking to this week? Well, I've been speaking to a guy who you probably won't know a lot of, but I think you will probably know a lot more of in the future. He's called Jonas Road Mo, and he is a member of the band Pelicat. But the reason why we spoke to him in particular is because he is, his band has just released this fantastic song. It's called The Ballad of Festino Aspria. Now, anything that has Festino Aspria in You've got to listen to it, Sam, haven't you? Yeah, when I like, he emailed us and like, so there's a basically there's a, he said there's a band in Oslo. We're a band in Oslo called Pelicat, and we've done a song about Tino Espria. I thought it was a wind up, but then I clicked the link, uh, hoping it wasn't a virus, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was a link to the song, and the song's fantastic. The song is fantastic. Um, so the links are in the description to listen to it. Um, so go and check it out. But my God, he knows his Newcastle stuff as well. He really, really does. Like, there's so much we talk about. We talk about, I would say, we talk about the best bits of Newcastle. We talk about his first game. His first game is Alan Pardew's first game as Newcastle United manager. So try and remember what Alan Pardew's first game as Newcastle manager was because it was a fantastic game that day. What a night. But we talk, but we talk about some players that. Like rare players, like people that Newcastle fans know of, but when you hear somebody from another country talk about it, it's it's I think it's mental. I think it's mad. His knowledge is absolutely superb. Uh, proper big Newcastle fan uh, for nearly thirty years, similar to myself. So yeah, fair, fair play to him, credit to him. Um, it, it's just it's it's not very often like I like to. Because we, we've had a few email, emails in the past about promoting songs and whatnot, which we've sometimes shied away from, or this for one reason or another we've not got around to doing. But I thought this one was pretty unique, and it's a genuinely good song. I'm, I'm so surprised. I mean, links are all in the description, so you can check it out and download it from um, iTunes or Apple Music, as it's called these days. Um, not iTunes. Um or is it called iTunes? I'm showing my age a bit here. I think it's called iTunes. Is it? I, I know well. the pro- I know the program, as in the the like where you used to plug your iPod into. They stopped that, didn't they? <laughs> or I yeah, am really yeah. showing my age now. I had an iPod, sure. Um, but yeah, um, also, which um, we we didn't get round to talking on last week's intro is your lodging it in Portugal. Yes. Yes, it was um, it was one of my friends, Stagdu. He's getting married at the end of June. This Stagdu was meant to be in April 2020, but it ended up being in May 2022 um, for reasons I'm sure we all know of. But it's it was worth the wait. It was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Went to Albufeira and uh, I was there from the Monday evening, late Monday evening till... Lash, 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 lash very early friday morning so all sorts happened to me all sorts happened to me even choked on a fishbone and i thought i was gonna die for a second it oh was you horrendous. drama queen 
Oh, honestly. I, but the thing is, when it's stuck in your throat, like on the Adam's apple, I thought, oh my God, what am I doing? I couldn't see this, like, I couldn't see it get it down me. I couldn't see it bring it back up. It was just, oh, it was horrendous. Bless. Bless. No, but you're here. You, you survived that tremendously horrendous ordeal, as it sounds, yes. a little a little fishbone. But uh, you're here. You made it back. And we're now 96. Is it 96? Yes, 96 shows in. Um, closing in on that big 100. But, yeah, still uh, a couple of guests to go before we hit three figures. And uh, a couple of good guests, well, a few good guests we've got lined up for you as well. Um, until, Johnny, you go on another foreign holiday. <sighs> more holidays than I have hot dinners. This one's a little bit more different. This one's uh, with uh, the university. I'm actually wearing a university hoodie, so that tells you how long ago it is. Um, but the University of Burnley, though, wasn't it? So that's not really... Yeah. That's like a... <laughs> But, 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 uh, it, it was gross. There was a few of us. It was, there's been a couple of actually. Well, one of them has been on the channel before. Louis, he's, he's an Everton fan. He uh, he's been on the channel a couple of times. And there's four of us going to Madrid. And it's like 32, 33 degrees at the minute in Staffordshire or Shropshire, wherever you are. There's probably nowhere near that. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I think it's about twelve degrees here at the moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, enjoy. But uh, we'll get to a hundred shows first. But um, first things first. Uh, Johnny Greenwood in conversation with Jonas Rodemo from the band Pelicat. Their new single, "The Ballad of Faustino Esprit," is out on June tenth, twenty twenty two. If you're listening to this um, historically, um, so yeah. Head to the links in the description, give it a buy, give it a listen, get involved, support the band. What a fantastic group they are. So let's get this show on the road. Episode number 96 with Jonas Rodemo from the band Pelicat. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everybody, welcome back to Newcastle Fans TV. It's the Greenwood and Mulliner Show and what a Greenwood and Mulliner Show we have in prospect for you today. Myself, Jonathan Freeman, is on his own today. No Sam Mulliner, but that doesn't matter because we've got a fantastic guest anyway to talk about Festino Aspria and why we're talking about Festino Aspria. Well, we're here with Jonas Road Mo, and he is a musician and he's in a band called The Pelicat and he's done it at, well, he sang with his band a fantastic song about Festino Aspria. It's called The Ballad of Festino Aspria. Jonas, welcome to the show. Where Thank you. did this idea come from? Um, the idea came from, uh, <clears throat> well, Pastine, I, I've been a, a Newcastle supporter for, I've, say, I've been saying like 20 years for some time, but I'm realizing it's getting closer to 30 years, actually. Uh, and uh, Fastino Sprilla was, uh, he was almost always my favorite player, uh, together with uh, Keith Gillespie. Uh, those were the two that, uh, yeah, I had their shirts and everything back in the day um and uh we always uh, yeah always watched uh I, I i love to watch the you know the highlight reels on youtube the the hat trick uh, against barcelona and all those things um but uh, what really sparked the idea was a podcast episode that i uh 
uh, listened to uh, where all this new information came up uh, that, that I didn't know about. Um, most of it is probably uh, known to you guys. Uh, and then, uh, for example, his debut uh, where he had a glass of wine uh, before he went on, <laughs> on the pitch. And uh, I remember reading in the newspapers like, or heard somewhere like all those years ago that he, uh, yeah, he, he, he went to Colombia on uh, national teams uh, when they were to, uh, when they were going to play with the national team stayed a couple of weeks too long uh, in this podcast they elaborated and said he went he was nine hours late to uh, the yeah when they were about to meet because they went to a horse show whatever that means and <laughs> that's the kind of person i just uh, I want to know him. I want to get to know him. And uh, all those memories I have of him just blossomed up. So that's why, yeah, that's basically what sparkled the idea for the song. Do you think that's the yeah. most rock and roll kind of introduction for a footballer? Because you've mentioned there, it's a fantastic story. Where it's all signed and Kerry Keegan's having a bit of lunch with Festino. And he goes, have a glass of red wine, but I would like to go on the bench against Middlesbrough. I'm not yeah, going to yeah, bring yeah. you on. I just want, I just want, I just want you on the bench just to, so the fans can see you, that the world can see you. And he says, "No yeah, yeah. problem." And then he, he does what he does. I think that's just so rock and roll, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, the way he just, uh, yeah, the, the way he sets up, uh, who is it? Who scores the goal? Yeah, the way he sets him up. Watson. Yeah, Watson. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just brilliant. And uh, yeah, everyone loves a good, uh, uh, like, he wasn't an underdog, but he came in from the side, so to say. Uh, and uh, yeah, I love, I've, I've always loved those kind of players and he's probably the, my all-time favorite. And I think also, uh, sorry? No, just go, continue, continue. Uh, no, I, no, I forgot my, my thread. I was just going to say, what did what did the other band members think when you kind of came up with this idea that you wanted to sing about Aspria? Obviously, they they must know that you're a mad Newcastle United fan. So, did were they on board with it, or were they thinking, I don't know about this? Uh, The uh, the other guys, we have four guys in the band, and uh, uh, two of them are actually not very into football. Uh, The other one, the third one is. Liverpool fan, like uh, diehard Liverpool fan. So we we watch a lot of games together and talk a lot about football. And uh, uh, yeah, the guy to the all the way to the left is the Liverpool fan. And um, uh, <laughs> but he really he really loved the idea. And I think uh, if we made the song about uh, something someone very local like. Uh, Lee Clark or uh, yeah one of the like real Geordie boys or if we chose the other way made a song about Alan Shearer or one of the big stars I think uh, that wouldn't have uh, the idea wouldn't have been as well received but uh, since it was like Faustino Sprelia if I wasn't a Newcastle fan, it could have been like JJ Okocha, but one of those, you know, those uh, flair players, uh, like cult heroes, uh, 
it's impossible not to love them. And if you were a fan of football in the 90s, you will remember. And uh, hopefully with this song, uh, more people today can discover uh, what he was about. So yeah, the idea was well received. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad about that because I feel like if, like you say, you mentioned that two members of the band weren't aren't really into football, but I think it's about telling the story of Astria. It's about telling how, how he was and how unique he was and how different he was. Because when he arrived at Newcastle in the in the mid-90s, no one had really seen that sort of that sort of player. I think obviously Manchester United had like an Eric Cantona and he was, you know, he was, he was cool, he was French, but he was the spree was a different level. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh wasn't he supposed to be like Newcastle's Cantona, but then there was a slight difference in professionalism or professionalism uh, <laughs> who came up. But uh, uh yeah, he was uh he just uh, it was so hard to read, wasn't he? And uh for, for the opponent and uh uh yeah, I just love uh, how we approach the game and also like in the 90s, uh, he just fits into the story of Newcastle at that time because you lead the league by 12 points. Uh, any other team would buy, like, they would stack up defenders. Let's let's win this. We buy Postino Asprilla, like the biggest joker you can find. And uh, I think it's just uh, like poetry. <laughs> I think it really is. I think I think a lot of we've spoken to a lot of players that played in that season. We haven't spoken to Tino yet. We'd like to, we'd love to speak to you in the future. But when we yeah. we've spoken to the likes of Lee Clark and Warren Barton, uh, Les Ferdinand, and they all said it was so unfair to say that Tino was the reason that Newcastle didn't win the Premier League that year. Yeah. It was a collective. We just we just we didn't do enough. We just fell short. And Manchester United were very very good, but. I think the one thing that they did say about Tino, he was an absolute, like, he was bonkers. He was absolutely bonkers. I remember a story that Lee Clark told us. He said that he, there were all these players were given new cars and Tino was given a new car. And Tino took it out of St. James, has crashed into it, came back yeah. with the keys and said, Tino needs a new car. Yeah. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> that's just him, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I also uh, love that story when, um, uh, the guys were supposed to uh, take him out for a beer or something and they go to his house and they knock on the door and like uh, no one answers they go in not a single piece of furniture uh, probably just <laughs> moved in and they're like where are you and they hear these sounds from the living room and what is it anyone is someone playing the drum they go in the living room and they found his father playing the drum while Tino is asleep in the bed and <laughs> to, his, to the sound of his father banging the drum. And uh, next to his bed, is he had this fridge uh, yeah. with, full of beer. So that's, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, <laughs> uh, not something maybe Cantona would do, like Cantona's home. <laughs> but um, I have to I have to ask about the actual song itself. Yeah. How sure. long did it take to how long how long did it take to write and get it just how you wanted it or how the band wanted it? Because 
I suppose in terms of the, the music side of things, you all know what you what each other's strengths and weaknesses are in terms of, of music itself. Yeah, yeah, the actual yeah. lyrics, the actual lyrics. Was that all down to the lyrics, or was that you and the other football fan who was obviously a big local fan? What would, what would you say? No, the the song it basically wrote itself when when i got the idea um so um the way we work is uh, one of us comes up with the idea and then we make a demo uh by ourselves and then we know we have been the band for quite some time now so once we have the demo we kind of know how the other band members will uh, interpret that demo uh, in my head it sounded pretty much like uh, the way you can hear it now once the idea and the demo was was made so uh, uh, but of course everyone contributes and uh, but the lyrics uh, I think I wrote all of it uh, in maybe 20 30 minutes uh, basically yeah once the idea was like established oh, i think for this one uh yeah the, the chorus i had the chorus first which is rare because the chorus is normally what you struggle with so i had the chorus and then we just had to fill uh, fill in the word verse verses and uh yeah it was uh, a quick one uh that's, that's mental yeah. that's absolutely mental you, you hear musicians and like I always remember reading an, uh, an article that Elton John did, and one of his most famous songs, Your Song, by Elton yeah. John. It said that only took him 15, 20 minutes or something. It, it didn't take him very long at all to get the actual song sorted. But so, so there must be some times where you might not even be thinking about it. It can become a real big hit. Is it your favorite song that you've produced, or is there, is there other songs that you've done throughout your uh, history of music? Uh, first of all, um... I would be careful to compare it to your song, but uh, no, I, I, I'm just talking about the time difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's really uh, this, especially for our genre, which is like uh, call it like classic pop or whatever. It's classic songwriting, I would call it, like melody wise and instrument wise, stuff like that. It's um, it's really um uh, what when it comes uh, intuitive can you say that yeah. yeah yeah nine out of ten times that's the best songs the ones who writes themselves uh, i would say because uh yeah overthinking is uh at least for us it's a bad thing overthinking we have uh, many songs we've spent like months trying to figure out and nine out of ten gets uh, gets back in the drawer never seeing the, the light of day uh, so uh, yeah it's um this one came easy and i would say uh, uh it's a favorite because it has uh, very it's very concrete there's not much room for interpretation it tells a story and uh, i have very i cannot often write lyrics like that or concepts like that uh, but i think it's yeah should do it more because uh, 
often you try to write about uh, your own experiences and blah, blah, blah. But often I, I live a, a quite a, not that uh, extraordinary life with a, yeah, I live here with my wife and kids and which is great, but you can't, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's more, uh, I think it's better for people to hear about Postino Sprilla than uh, <laughs> whatever goes on uh, around me all the time, yeah. I can imagine, I can mm. imagine. Um, what is your favorite team of Espria moments? Is it the Patrick against Barcelona? Is it just something that you've seen him do on, on YouTube? What, what would you say is your favorite Tino moment? Uh, he has his, uh, uh, I, I love that he has his own type of goal, I feel, when he, he comes in from, uh, like, Port this is a bit uh, difficult for me to speak about in English, when he, when he, he comes in from the side, yep. and he likes, uh, uh, with the outside of his foot, yeah, 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 and and over the keeper, like dink it over. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a lob; it's more like a lob shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel he, he had his own signature shot and uh, like that. Uh, and that's uh, that's one thing, and of course the half trick against Barca. I remember my my father; he was not much of a new uh, of a football fan, but. For some reason, he watched that game, and for some reason, it was on Norwegian TV at the time. And he woke me up at three nil uh, because I was already in bed. But then, so I saw the second half, which was uh, quite nerve-wracking. <laughs> but uh, in, the, in the end, it uh, it went all the way. So I didn't see any of the goals live, wow. as far as That's I can remember. I can't believe your dad woke you up when it was three three nil. I think if I think if it was one nil, I'd have gone get up, get up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, we probably turned on the TV uh, right before then. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, when, you, when you when you look at uh, how Newcastle have, I was going to say evolved a little bit, but when you see in that nineties era, you had Kevin Key, and obviously we we talked about that that sort of era. Was that was that when you kind of just first fell in love with Newcastle United? Was that Kevin Keegan era? And when you look back to that era, does it? It must always give you a smile on your face, doesn't it? Because obviously Newcastle didn't win anything, but they were everybody's second team. Yeah, and um, I always uh, probably you as well when you when you go places and you start talking about football with people. Uh, and you say you support Newcastle, everyone's, ah, nice. Uh, and you get somehow of an appreciation or whatever. I'm a bit curious about how that's uh, uh, going to be going forward now with the takeover and all. It's probably going to change a bit, that aspect of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do love thinking about uh, those days. And I also love that we are closer to the feeling of those days uh, at this point in time than uh, yeah, for a very long time. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for next season as well. And I think that, uh, uh, yeah, I, I haven't felt this good about 
the club since I was a kid, which is uh, yeah quite awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, what, 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 how did you feel when you heard that the takeover had gone through? Because in Newcastle itself, I was very, very fortunate to be in Newcastle at that time. And it, it felt like we had won the FA Cup. It, it felt like we had won a trophy. It was yeah, unbelievable experience. How did you feel? How did you react? Did, did, you, did you have a bottle of brown ale by your side or something like that or something? Amazing. Yeah, no. We are a couple of friends here who who uh, uh, celebrated, of course. And uh, and at first, I didn't really believe it because it was so close uh, uh, so many times. But I, I was really, really pleased and still am. However, in the, the, the news coverage here, I, I, obviously, I saw, I saw the, uh, the footage from Newcastle and there was no place I rather wanted to be at the time. Uh, but the uh, news coverage here was quite negative. Uh, news here is very, very political, uh, correct? Oh, really? Yeah, so there wasn't really much... Uh, uh, all the voices that were given space was talking about Saudi Arabia and yeah, uh, that side of it. Uh, and uh, uh, like uh, famous uh, Newcastle supporter, said now I'm not following Newcastle anymore, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe they ever, I, I don't see how we can do that, <laughs> uh, how it's even possible. Uh, so that uh, took some of the joy away from it because yeah, me and my friends, we're just happy. It's finally something is happening and we have something to look forward to and uh, that feeling from 20 years ago can be revived, but uh, it's um, uh, yeah so yeah so the news coverage here actually put a little thing in it i think i think i think even in the, I, I don't think it might have just be norway i think it i think the whole world i think there was some sort of you know it was like the elephant in the room and where everybody knew where this money was coming from and there was always going to be conversations about it but when you look at especially the second half of the season jonas Yes, yeah, yeah, Newcastle yeah. spent a little, spent a little bit of money on the likes of Kieran Trippier, Bruno Guimaraes, you know X, Y, and Z. Newcastle have been unbelievable pretty much in the second half of the season. Just missing out on the top half, though, I think everybody would have taken seventeen. But from someone watching it from afar, how how was it? How was it to experience the like of Bruno Guimaraes scoring against Leicester in the last minute? Or that was you know, uh, those sort of games is amazing. Yeah, it's in the. Every every other Saturday, there's no place I would rather be than St James's Park, and especially you can even feel it through the through the TV that the whole atmosphere has changed, and uh, I really uh, e even like uh, Chris Wood and and Dan Byrne and and the whole togetherness that's now in the squad squad. Uh, and on the stands, uh, yeah, it really it just makes me want to move basically to, <laughs> to Newcastle to be to be part of it. Uh, I don't think the missus and maybe she disagrees, but uh, it's it's really amazing to watch from uh, from abroad as well. 
and I hope, uh, yeah, I hope for many trips to Newcastle in the years to come. Uh, already have next ever, season. Have you ever been? To, have you ever been to St James's Park or to Newcastle in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, as my first time was uh, three one. The Alan Pardew's first game. Oh really? Against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. three one, I think. Yeah. So Nolan, uh, Carroll, and Barton scored the goals. I think. Yeah, yeah. Very good knowledge. Yeah. Very good knowledge. Yeah, uh, that was. Uh... And I went to when they were down. I went to Ashton Gate to watch them. Um, against uh, Bristol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, worst burger I've ever tasted at Ashton Gate. <laughs> <laughs> it was like boiled or something. It was uh, never have that burger. Uh, then I think it was uh, uh, Carol and Gutierrez who scored. If um, Yeah. And I, re I remember that uh, uh, from that game, I remember this uh, this fan who was, entered the pitch when they equalized because uh, Bristol was two two nil up. Yeah, and it, and it was this fan who, who ran out ran out on the pitch immediately. Ten guards over him, and you can still see his fist in the air through all those yellow jackets, and that's <laughs> that's, how, that's the spirit. And I also been uh, with uh, I, I think that was. Uh, only five years ago, four years ago, against Southampton, three 0 When that Brazilian, what's what's his name? Uh, the one from Kennedy. Chelsea, and Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he scored like after thirty seconds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been. What's it like when you go to St James's Park? What's it like that first time you got to St James's Park, Jonas? Uh, that was uh, that was uh, amazing. Working and walking out of up those steps I only like read about the, you know the steps of St James's Park it's like uh, for someone who has only heard about it and seen it in pictures I, I felt like I was five again uh, really? or ten, yeah it was uh, I remember that moment uh, as something really special and um, I remember that first game uh, against um, Liverpool there was something, uh, there was a bit tense at St. James's yeah. Park that day because uh, I, I don't know if I knew back then uh, that uh, the firing had was a bit like controversial of Chris Hutton, but uh, you could sense it. Uh, but it was cool to be part of it. And uh, yeah, St. James's Park is something of a, uh, yeah, sacred thing for me. But uh, Newcastle in general, I just, uh, it, it reminds me very much of my hometown, actually. We even have the same oh, right. kind of uh, type of bridge uh, going over the river. And it's also, I'm from uh, Fredrikstad, which is one hour south of Oslo in Norway. Uh, and it is uh, also a uh, like a working, traditionally working class uh, uh, town built, everyone was building ships. Uh, we have the same bridge and the football team historically is the second biggest, I think, in Norway. 
but haven't won anything since uh, haven't won the league since the 60s i think and last really? cup in 1984 so i made it quite hard for myself supporting frederiksa <laughs> and New newcastle it's uh, uh they are now on the on the yeah second like the championship equivalent of championship yeah is there mm. any players in this team that you really really like and potentially could do a song about in the future is it i'm thinking I'm, the first player that comes to mind is someone like alan saint maximum he seems to be yeah. someone maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the line. he could be someone that you could do a second song for yeah 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 he uh i don't know how many times i watched that stepping video <laughs> where where he yeah he's he's just something else isn't he yeah. and he he plays his own game and uh yeah he, he's a song worthy uh, definitely and also maybe like i always feel like uh i always felt like john john shelby john john shelby has uh there, there's more to him than uh, appears in the interviews and on the pitch. I feel like uh, uh, he, he's a cool character, uh, but uh, but I feel like Newcastle has always had these types of players, like uh, uh, Rolando Arons, oh Nile Ranger, yeah. and all, all, all those. Uh, <laughs> Like French players, Harvis, uh, what's his name? Okay. Harvis Wuchkic. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not the same, um, uh, like status as, uh, as Brilla, but, uh, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to, uh, it, it would be fun to write a song about the ones who almost made it as well. I think that's really interesting. That I think because like yeah. when you, we 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 actually we, me and Sam who um, we were we were actually um, we met up because he lives about three and a half hours four hours away. So we met up halfway, and oh, it might or it might have been the podcast before we mentioned Rolando Aaron's. We, men we mentioned that. Can you remember how good he was? Because so, he had that couple of games where he, he actually looked all right. And I'm thinking if, if he just had his head switched on, I think he could have been a good Premier League player. We might not be Newcastle might not be able been able to keep a hold of him, but. I think that's yeah. a really interesting uh, subject that you could go along with because I think that would just be for Newcastle fans, that song, because there'll be some, yeah, yeah. some, some fans of the cousin going, who's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I remember that, uh, especially, was it the League Cup against Man City? He was. Yeah, it looked like, uh, looked like, like world-class, that game. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, other games, yeah, he, he switched off again. And, and also, I remember. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying. I also remember uh, Niall Ranger uh, came on and uh, had this insane attempt from 40 meters out, hitting the crossbar, like, like his first touch on the ball. Uh, I don't remember the, 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 the which match it was, but uh, yeah. What you were saying? No. I was just going to. I was just going to say, what do you think will happen with Newcastle in the future? Do you think Newcastle will win the Premier League? Will win a trophy? Could they even win a Champions League under this new ownership? Do you think that they've, they've got that in the locker now? Yes, I do. Uh, 
but uh, I hope that they continue to um, build slowly, uh, like uh, they've been doing, like uh, not uh, not by the world beaters just yet, and try to keep the togetherness in the dressing room. I think that's the key, basically. I'm very. I just hope that like uh, Eddie Howe will get a fair chance. It, it, it will come rough spells for him as well. Uh, probably, maybe next season or the season after that. I hope. Uh, my dream is that uh, there will be like a gradual uh, process, uh, and uh, that it won't be like uh, a a bought trophy uh, but um, I hope uh, I, th I think Premier League will be won in the next within 10 years feels quite years. Uh, yeah is that long or short I don't know I, I, we, we, we've been having this conversation when Newcastle could be able to compete and I think a lot of people are saying about seven years for Newcastle to even compete for the Premier League so your tenure um, I, I so your tenure guess. I think that's not a bad, actually, a bad sort of rounded figure because if, if Newcastle even win an FA Cup in the next 10 years, I think a lot of Newcastle fans would be very, very happy. But which sort of players would you like to see at Newcastle? Is there, is there anybody who you'd like to see Newcastle go for in the summer? This summer, yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I really like the place they, they are linked with, uh. Like, but, but is Botman now? Did anything happen Botman's to him? Interesting one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was he? Because I read something. I just read a headline to yesterday or something. If it, but it, it's it's not a done deal with uh, no, Milan. No, not yet. No, no. Okay. Uh, no, Botman. Uh, I really like to see him. Uh, and Paqueta. Uh, there are, I, I feel like the scouting team has things, they have things sorted out. Oh, oh the team at Newcastle. I, I feel like I can, uh, you remember that uh, one year when Graham Carr got it all right? Yeah. That one season. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's how it is uh, at the club now. Uh, there's no one in, uh, except Holland, obviously, from, uh, from like Scandinavia, yeah. I've, there's no one I would like to see, like yeah, especially in, uh, in Newcastle. I, th I think they, um, I, I've grown so fond of the players that are there now, and I and how much they developed under Eddie Howe. So uh, I would like to, yeah, to keep the same how you say spine, basically, yeah. and uh, not have that huge clear out because yeah. I, that's my problem. I could never be a football manager because I I, I grow to love <laughs> players and, and people around me so much. So I could never like be cynical enough to like Matt Target. I would give him five year contract that easy. <laughs> <laughs> big fan. Uh, yeah, 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 big fan. But he he did the job, didn't he? And uh, yeah. What what do you make of him? I love him, right? And this yeah, is yeah. a really interesting conversation because we have just done a video 
I, I don't know okay. when this video will be out before this video that we're doing, but we've done a separate video on that target. It's very much split into people that would want him permanently and people that don't want him permanently. But I think he's uh, been brilliant for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's, uh, he's an upgrade from another favourite of mine, Dermot. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, a bit harsh not to give him the contract. Yeah, but that was my point that um, I love to see players develop like, uh, like Joe Linton. That could be like a Hollywood script. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I want more of that. And obviously, some some players added, but for me, I don't think we need like eight new players every window uh, going forward. I think the the basis is is right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it is. It's just building little by little, and then hopefully get to the very top. Just finally, mm. Jonas, if you could either have a number one world record album or Newcastle win the Premier League in your lifetime, what would you rather have? Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> you should add some uh, background music. <laughs> I have to think about this one. <laughs> I take it. Um, I think there would be only positive feelings. Uh, with uh, yeah, I, I I think I'll actually choose the Premier League. The Premier League with Newcastle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd love to have both though, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, if I could be there uh, as well, then I would definitely choose that. Oh, yeah. It's not a bad answer at all. Not a bad answer at oh. all. Jonas, can you tell us a little bit about when the Ballad of Christina Masbjörn will be coming out for everybody to enjoy? Yeah, it will be out on uh, all uh, platforms like um, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, June 10th. And we're really excited about uh, the release we also made a little uh, uh, like highlight reels uh, highlight reel with the uh, Faustino goals that uh, we will put out on YouTube probably uh, a few days before the official release we'll see so I ho really hope people uh, will check it out yeah yeah, brilliant. We'll, we'll put a we'll put the link in our in our YouTube so you can everybody can go along and see it and and yeah, give it a listen and see what they think of it. I'm sure they'll absolutely love it. But Jonas, it's been an absolute pleasure talking Newcastle nostalgia with Pristino Astria mm -hmm. and some fantastic memories. And hopefully, the next time next time you come to Newcastle, they might be even winning the Premier League. Hopefully, it's before. The ten years, but we'll yeah, take yeah. ten years or someone else's I'll, I'll be coming before that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good man. It, all the links to our former episodes will be in the descriptions for YouTube, and of course, if you're listening to us on any platform that you listen to your podcasts, and we have got ninety-five episodes already done. This is number ninety-six, so we're very, very close to a hundred episodes of the Green and Mona Show. So make sure you keep tuned 
for all the latest every Tuesday on the podcast and also on YouTube as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to Jonas. Make sure you, you listen to that song, The Ballad of Christina Osprey, and we'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.